Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. going on guys welcome here to the posting up podcast this is episode two i believe i'm joined by sean scanlon although i can't see him right now there he is how you doing sean i'm doing good how about you i'm doing well thank you for asking uh we couldn't be zay today could not join us he has some family matters to take care of so uh you know we'll see him next time sean i believe has better wi-fi today so he will be remaining with us throughout the show um yes, sir. <laughs> so uh let's waste no time let's get right into it uh first thing i wanted to talk about sean is um you know the wizards they they made a big trade for russell westbrook they got an injury prone john wall off of their hands with that huge contract although they took in russell westbrook's ginormous contract it was nowhere near john wall's monster contract uh the wizards aren't aren't doing too well they did win their first game yesterday they are one in five but that's just not good enough for a team that many people were expecting to make the the playoffs in the east sean do you do you trust these with this these wizards do you think that bradley beal and russell westbrook can really like can coincide and get get along and get get the ship right in washington uh yeah i i think that they're going to be able to gel uh once the season starts to move along here uh i don't think that's the biggest problem with the wizards right now i think their defense is definitely the biggest problem uh right now they're giving up 120 points per game um they're just getting embarrassed on that side of the floor so that definitely needs to improve um maybe you know during it's pretty early right now but maybe during the trade deadline they have to make a move for you know a defensive player or you know someone like a rim protector good uh good wing defender because they really need that help right now um they're just giving up way too many points but the thing is i think the offense could work though you know they definitely could score um russell westbrook is actually my favorite player so it's tough to see this rough start but uh i I think what he needs to do is you know start stop uh shooting so many threes and and start you know shooting more mid-range uh more to his strength because last year uh when he was on houston i think you know, he had one of the most efficient points uh, or stretches of his career when he was shooting less three-pointers. And, um, you know, he was just shoot, shooting more two-pointers because that, that's more efficient. You know, obviously, he's not a great three-point shooter. So I think there's a lot of things that the the Wizards can do. They also need a lot of help from their young big men, uh, Rui Hachimaro and uh, Thomas Bryant, who haven't been playing that great the first couple games. So they need help from their bigs. They need a lot of defense. And I, I think the Russ needs to learn his role in this offense, but uh, I think that you know they they could turn it around because they have the offense uh, offensive firepower to to do it. So 
we'll see what happens, but they, they definitely need some help on defense. Yeah, and and that's a great point you make, Sean. Is um, you know, Russell Westbrook just finding his role in this offense. Obviously, he he probably won't be scoring um at the clip he was earlier in his career. Even last season, I believe he averaged around twenty seven points a game. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he's more f- he fits this offense more as like a, a playmaker and a um a like you know just just a facilitator of the offense. Because with someone like Bradley Beal and you have the pieces around, like you mentioned, like Thomas Bryant, uh, Davis Bertrands is a terrific shooter. Mm-hmm. So for Russell Westbrook, someone who who draws a lot of attention when he goes into the paint, I think that he has the shooters around him, especially in that Bertrands guy. He is amazing. Um, he can just drive in and kick it out and make plays. I think he's sometimes he focuses too much on on playing hero ball, and that's that's not what you want to do, especially when you're like on a new team trying to figure out your role. But um, yeah, I, I believe if the wizards can, you know, get on track, at least get to 500, then they can kind of hit the reset button and figure everything out. Uh, yeah. I, I had this, this wizards team squeaking into the playoffs. I had mentioned before that, you know, if the wizards don't work out, I can see the Cavs squeaking into that role, but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just think you make a great point. Russell Westbrook really just has to find his role. And, you know, with someone like Bradley Beal on your team, Bradley Beal is a natural leader. He's a terrific scorer. He can score with the best of them in this league. He's averaging above 30 points a game right now. He averaged near there. He either averaged 29 or 30 points a game last season. So yeah. we, know what, we know what Bradley Beal is. We just – Russell Westbrook has to figure out figure himself out in this Wizards lineup. For sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you bring up a good point about him being the facilitator. I mean, because he's got the weapons around him. Like you said, Bertans is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. You know, almost shot 45% from three last year, which is pretty ridiculous, uh, given it or taking the amount of, of threes that he's taken a game. You know, he's shooting almost seven a game and shooting uh, at 45%. So he's a great shooter. Um, but th- he's not in the starting lineup right now. He's coming off the bench. So I think that might be a spark that they can use, uh, bring him into the starting lineup, get some more scoring so you can get out to those early leads so it's easier for your defense. And uh, also their rookie, Denny uh, Avija, the the foreign player that they drafted uh, this year in the first round, he's been shooting really well. It's just, he hasn't been taking that many shots. So I think if they, they make more, sh- create more shots for him in the offense, uh, I think this Wizards team could definitely get it uh, going here. Yeah, no. And uh, so that kind of, that kind of transitions us, uh, Sean, into our, into our little game break here. Tomorrow night we have uh, something that's always interesting to watch here. Uh, KD versus Russell Westbrook. Uh, certainly this would be, a huge game for the Wizards to win, uh, especially considering how dominant the Nets have looked. They've cooled off a little bit. They are 3-2 and two now, but um, that's going to be a nationally televised game over on NBA TV at 6 tomorrow. Um, and I believe they already played this season. Um, Katie and Russell Westbrook did embrace after that game, and they were talking and laughing and stuff like that. So it's good to see that they're they're clicking on a personal level. But I think anytime these two step on the court together, it there's a there's a high a high sense of um, importance in the in the game because they on the inside I know they both want to prove that one they don't really need each other to succeed and two that you know one is better than the other and a better leader. So I think these KD Russell Westbrook matchups are always always uh, fun to watch and they certainly always draw a lot of attention. Sean, is there anything anything in this game in particular you're looking for, whether it be you know, the KD versus Westbrook aspect or kind of like the Wizards trying to right the ship or the Nets trying to, you know, just just get another dominant win. 
Yeah, the storyline between uh, Katie and Westbrook, um, even, you know, four years after the teammates, it's always fun to talk about just because the the relationship they had and, you know, how dominant they were and just the way that it ended. But uh, I, I think uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. The Wizards, you know, like I said before, they're, uh, they have the offense to do it. So, I mean, the Nets obviously we know can score. So I, I see this one being a really high-scoring game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams are, you know, into the 120s um, at the end of the game. Uh, I'd, I'd probably give the Nets the advantage uh, as long as they don't rest Kyrie and KD, which they, they've only done once this season, but I, I don't think they would here. So uh, I'd probably give the Nets the advantage, but the Wizards, uh, they, they definitely need a win here. So uh, they're, they're going to need a huge game from Bradley Beal, of course. Uh, Russell Westbrook is going to have to be more efficient shooting the ball um, and, uh, you know, having less turnovers. So I, I think that it will be a fun game to watch. There will be a lot of offense. Um, so, and I'm really excited to see this uh, KD versus Westbrook matchup for sure. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it's always fun when those two get on the court together, whether it's obviously in Oklahoma City as teammates or, you know, we had the Houston versus Golden State matchups, uh, even Golden State versus Oklahoma City back when Russell Westbrook was mm-hmm. still playing for them. So that's always fun to see those two step on the court together. Um, other games we got coming, we got tonight at – 7:30 on NBA TV. We got the Pelicans versus the Raptors. Uh, that should be an interesting game. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram headline the Raptors. Uh, sorry, the Pelicans roster. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam with the Raptors. Sean, you have any comments on this game? Um, yeah, the Raptors. You know, it's it's been a slow start for them, so they got to get it going. Um, I know Pascal Siakam hasn't been playing that well, so they really need to start to get him going. And uh, Fred Van Vliet's got to show up after you know getting that huge payday in the off season. Uh, he's got to come up big for them. But um, the Pelicans on the other side, I like what they're doing. Um, they have a lot of young talent. I think Stan Van Gundy was the right hire to be their head coach, and uh, I think they're just going to continue to get better the more and more they play with each other. Um, like you said, Ingram. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ingram and Zion, but then you got uh, Lonzo, the facilitator. They bring in uh, veterans, Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe. They still have JJ Redick, so they have a ton of depth. Uh, I, I think that they really have a chance to to make some noise in the West, maybe um, as one of those lower seeds, maybe a seven or eight seed. But I'm looking forward to this one. I think the Pelicans will pull it out just because I don't believe what uh, the Raptors are doing right now is really great. They haven't been great uh on the offense side of the ball or really defense which is what they're known for um that's kind of what their culture has been the last couple of years so uh it'll be a fun game to watch um i'll definitely tune into this one but um i i gotta give the pelicans the edge on this one yeah i'll i'll also take the pelicans you know they've 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 been doing like you said they're they're deep i think they're one of the deepest teams in the league you know i until i watched them this season i'd forgotten everyone they had like Steven Adams, I just completely forgot they acquired him. Uh, he's a great piece for them. And uh, I remember Zion coming out and saying um, that, you know, people think that he's strong. The, the, he, the first time he went on the court and practiced with Steven Adams, he was blown away by the strength of that guy. So he's an important piece defensively. And, you know, on the offensive glass, he could bang down low in the post. So I think, I think, yeah, the Pelicans take this one. And I think it brings up a more important thing with the Raptors kind of you know do they need to make a move there's been rumors um of them trading for another piece possibly bringing demar Derozan back i think Derozan would be a a great acquisition acquisition for this raptors team you know obviously he's he's that's where he was drafted that's where he loved to play um but i think they mm-hmm. do that definitely need to add another piece to that team to be competitive in this eastern conference 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think one piece that they could de- definitely use is a big right now. Um, Aaron Baines is their starting center, and he, you know, he's decent. He's he can stretch the floor a little bit. He can shoot, and he's a good rebounder. But you know, after losing Serge Ibaka and Marcus All in the offseason, uh, I mean, that's those are two huge losses. Two great veterans. Um, two great veteran big men that uh, you you definitely need some some compensation for in order to you know get back where you were last season. Uh, if you want to make a deep playoff run, so they they definitely need some help at the bigs uh, at the four and five spot. So uh, we'll see if they they make any moves um, upcoming while the trade deadline is still a far time away, obviously. But uh, we'll see if they make any moves uh, in a dire situation. Yes. Uh, so then we have two a team that plays two primetime games or nationally televised games tonight and Monday. We have tonight the Kings taking on the Rockets at five on NBA TV, and then Monday night at eight the Mavs versus the Rockets on NBA TV. And that actually brings us right into our next topic. Sean, obviously the Rockets haven't been looking too great. They're one and two. Is there, I'm just going to get straight to the point. The Rockets need to dump Harden and they need to do it fast. I mean, he, who knows what it's like inside that locker room. Obviously it's a little different. Media is not allowed in the locker room. So we, we can't, we can't hit, we can't hear a lot of that stuff going on, but, um, do they need to hurry up and just get James Harden out of town and get this rebuild kind of going? Yeah, I think they do. Um, obviously, you know, when your best player on the team, your superstar player isn't bought into the system, um, especially when you have a new GM and a new head coach, uh, it just makes it tougher for all the other players around when they see, you know, the best player, he, he doesn't want to be here and he doesn't want to be all in uh, to win the game. So why should all the role players be really? So I, I think it's definitely a little toxic uh, for the Rockets locker room. I think they have to, you know, do their best job to try and find a new spot for him wherever they can. Um, obviously, you don't want to rush it because you don't want to um, you don't want to give up a bad deal. Uh, you know, for one of the best players in the league, maybe one of the best offensive players that, you know, we've seen in our lifetimes. So you, you definitely got to be smart and, and diligent with uh, what you're giving up or what you're getting back to get uh, James Harden because he is so gifted. <clears throat> but I, I definitely do think that the Rockets, uh, they, they got to do something here because, you know, you have all these other players, John Wall, who's coming back from injury, you know, who looked pretty good in his first game back, Christian Wood, who's been an absolute monster um, after being signed from the Pistons this offseason. Uh, I think it's unfair to them. They, they want to go out and win some ball games, and it, it's tough to do when your, your best player is not bought in. So I do think that the Rockets uh, have to get moving on this one and try and uh, get Harden out of Houston. Dude, Harden is like the Antonio Brown of the NBA. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a joke. Uh, it, either play or, or don't. I opt out for the season. Say you're done with COVID. Like, if you don't want to be a rocket, then then just opt out. Like, it's ridiculous. If you're going to be out – I mean, he's showing up. He's putting up numbers. He's putting up some great numbers when he's out there on the court. But, I mean, you have to buy in or or get out, and he, the management has to realize that. Yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right, Jace. I think, I think that um, if you're on a team and you're there for that moment – you should be 100%, you know, invested in them. I mean, that's that's your team that you're on a contract playing for them and until they ship you out, you have to be 100% committed to them. And that's one of my biggest problem with a lot of a lot of players who who think they have this uh heightened sense of entitlement in in their positions whether it be across NFL, NBA, MLB that they're just, you know, I mean, we've heard the rumors that the Rockets 
kind of have given James Harden the final say on most of their like you know head coaching hires, personnel moves. That's a big move. That's a big like step for a player to be involved in all those decisions. So for him to kind of just just go out there and not really care about what he's doing and you know it's just it's just a horrible look for him and obviously it's impacting the the Rockets level of play pretty severely. So I think I think they one thing they need to make sure is they get a good package for James Harden and to just to just to get them him out of it out of there as soon as possible and get this train rolling. Yeah, I mean Harden is like uh it's a mess. You can't be a GM and a player, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's just not how it works. Yeah, and, and if and if an organization gives you that type, or type of trust as a player, you know, to be involved in some of the personnel decisions, um, you know, that's that means that they have a lot of trust in you. That means, you know, that they think that you're there for the long haul, that you're invested into the team. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's a bad look for James Harden right now, uh, definitely. Uh, I think he, he's taking it sort of like a sore loser. Um, I, I think he should just stay committed, see the the pieces that he has around him now and try to work with it. But, uh, you know, we know how James Harden is. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening in Houston. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the teams he's been rumored to join is um, is my favorite, my, my team that I support. I know I have the Oklahoma City shirt on, but um, <laughs> uh, the – Philadelphia 76ers if he comes into Philadelphia after we obviously we're going to have to give up Ben Simmons for him and he pulls mm-hmm. some crap like this I'm not going to be happy and I doubt that any team he goes to whether it be the Sixers or whether it be anyone else in the league if he pulls this crap either this year or somewhere down the road the fans are not going to be happy with the team for giving up what they give up to get James Harden so if he goes somewhere he better be happy there and that's the mm-hmm. bottom line because fans aren't going to put up with that crap for long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and where do you think is like a realistic uh, landing spot for Harden if he were to get traded? Like, do you think it's the Sixers? Your Sixers? I think the Sixers have a lot to offer. I think realistically, they can give Houston the most. With like you know uh, between uh, a young piece. Um, a star and Ben Simmons and then some draft picks, but somewhere else I could, uh, I don't know. I, I've heard Milwaukee. I've heard Boston. Boston also has a lot of draft capital and young pieces, but I don't, I don't see Boston really shaking up their, their dynamic they have there. So I I'd say Philadelphia right now for me is kind of the, the place that makes the most sense. I don't think Brooklyn makes a lot of sense because I just don't think he would work with KD and, and Kyrie Irving. I think they're they would have three ball dominant players and that just wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's gonna be Philly too. Um just because of the relationship that Daryl Morey has, um, who's now in Philadelphia that was in Houston uh with James Harden. They have a good relationship together. So I, I could definitely see that happening. And with the Celtics, I think they would have to give up either Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart. And Jalen Brown's been off to a great start this year with the Celtics, so I don't think they would want to do that. And Marcus Smart is, you know, obviously one of the best wing defenders in the league. He's also improved his three-point shot a lot. So I don't think they want to give up uh, either of those pieces. I don't think Danny Ainge uh, is ready to give up on them. So I I think the Sixers uh, definitely makes the most sense um, out of the Eastern Conference teams for sure. Yep. Um, So that wraps that segment up. I believe up next we have something new to the show. This is – 
We're going to broadcast on Tuesday and Saturday. And on Saturday, our second game break will bring us kind of a cool top 10 plays from the week brought to us by our very own uh, King Zay. He obviously isn't with us today, but he was still able to get us this top 10. So whenever you're ready, Jace, why don't you cue that up? I'm excited for this. All right, here we go. Number 10, Lakers Spurs. Oof. LeBron. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen. That was a beautiful pass. That's something about KD yeah. underrated is his playmaking. Absolutely. Freak, freak Giannis. Jamming it down. Mm. He's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the buzzer beater. Okay, Hero, I see you. Tyler Hero so underrated. So, so yeah. good. A walking bucket. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I see you, Eubanks. Oh, and the chase down. Is that Tice? Mm-hmm. He's a beast, Tice. Ooh, Greek Freak Ooh. makes it twice on this week. He makes that look so easy. It's ridiculous. So Oh, I saw this one last night. Yep. Ooh. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's so athletic. He's a yeah. low-key baller, Jeremy Grant. Ooh, and my boy, Donovan Mitchell, Ooh. the spider. spider. He's, his bounce is ridiculous. Oh, and then, of course. <laughs> on your uh, head, KD. Scary, scary Terry. A jam on Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, you know, I, I feel like for a star player like that, those moments are always, always embarrassing. Like, it's oh, and yeah. it's always all over social media because of Posterized. the – Right, the caliber of the player. Yeah. Yeah, KD, too. yeah, for sure. KD was definitely hearing about that after the game. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so – Yeah, good job, uh, Kingsley, yeah. with that top ten. I like yeah, it. it. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah, we'll have more plays to you guys next week. Maybe, uh, maybe we can get some music behind that next time, Zay. <laughs> I'm just joking. We had, we had fun commentating that. Um, so that that brings us into our third and final topic, and a topic that actually I've been looking forward to getting to the entire show is the story of the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, they still have Stephen Curry. Draymond Green is out. They have other pieces. There they have um, Andrew Wiggins who hasn't been doing too well, Kelly Oubre who hasn't been doing too well. Um, guys, do you think the Warriors? I mean, at this point, do you even think they have a realistic chance to make the playoffs? Never mind a championship. Uh, or do you know? Do you think Clay Thompson is truly that 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 piece that holds that holds them together? I mean, you, you know the Splash Brothers. You always think Steph Curry is the the more prominent one. He wins the MVPs, Finals MVPs. Is Clay Thompson is Clay Thompson truly the missing piece? Do they need him to contend in the West? Yeah, I think that he really is. Um, I think that we almost took uh, Clay Thompson for granted. We've obviously seen the past two seasons with him being uh, out with the injury that the Warriors have not been the same team at all. Um, Clay Thompson, he's you know one of the best three and D players in the league. Uh, he's a elite wing defender. He's going to lock up your best shooting guard every night. Um, and on the other end, obviously we know what he, what he brings with the three point shot. Um, he's one of the best, he probably is the best catch and shoot, uh, three point shooter of all time, uh, NBA history. And, you know, that's obviously some high praise, but I think that, you know, he really gels his team together. 
Um, obviously, the offense just works so much better when you have uh, the two elite shooters on the floor, not just one with Steph Curry. So, you know, teams could send a lot of double teams at Steph Curry, um, not, you know, make it tough for him to to get that space and create those shots for himself. So obviously uh, with Clay there, it makes it uh, so much easier. And um, like you said, Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, uh, those are the guys filling in for his spot. And they really haven't showed up so far uh, this season. They've been shooting the ball terribly from the three-point line. And uh, on the defensive side, they haven't really been uh, that great. Oubre has been better than Wiggins. But um, so, I mean, Clay Thompson, he, he's super underrated. I think uh, we really see how important he was to the Warriors over the, the past two years just because of what happened. So, uh, I, but for the Warriors, I I don't think there's a realistic shot for them in the playoffs um, unless they, you know, go on some type of crazy run here and start reeling off some wins. But uh, I, I think it's more about developing their young guys this season. Um, you know, James Wiseman, obviously, he's been playing great um, in his first couple of games. So we'll see what happens down the road. But I, I, I don't see a realistic shot for the Warriors making the playoffs this year. And uh, I think Klay Thompson is, is definitely missing on uh, this Warriors team. They don't have any real, uh, I mean, defense. I mean, Klay Thompson was the best on-ball defender they had. And then they had Draymond Green and um, who, who helps them in the post. James Wiseman's helping a little bit in the post. I think the real big like glue that holds the team together, though, is Draymond Green because he is a, on the offensive end. He's a little bit of that uh, playmaker. He, he gets assists. He grinds for rebounds. He's that, he's that like grind, grindy. He's, he's the Dennis Rodman to that big three. And uh, – Clay Thompson is like that Scottie Pippen. He's good on ball defender, can shoot some shots. But, uh, I mean, I, Steph just has to learn how to play without him. I think that's the big key. Steph doesn't know how to play too well without Clay Thompson. But the defense on the side of the ball, uh, Draymond Green is the heart and soul of that defense. So that's why I think they've been struggling. Draymond Green, only one game played thus far this year. And I, I think that's a real struggle point is when Draymond Green's not playing. Yeah, so so obviously um, Draymond being out also is a is a huge blow to this Warriors team. Um, I do think their role players do need to step it up, but JC make a good point that Steph Curry just flat out he needs to learn how to play without Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson he wasn't there last year, he won't be there this year. And, you know, who knows if he's going to come back and be the same player, which I hate to say, but two severe leg injuries over the course of two seasons will, will mess you up. And hopefully, you know, I have faith in Clay. He's a, he's a grinder. He's a hard worker. Hopefully he'll be back at full strength and better than ever. Um, but, yeah, I, I think James Wiseman, he's been playing decently. Uh, he needs to get more rebounds. He's been good in, on the post defense, but I think he needs to grab more boards and he needs to score a little more. Um, Steph Curry obviously is doing everything he, humanly possible to try to carry this team, but um, they do either need to make some kind of trade for uh, a better defender. Maybe a Jonathan Isaac from Orlando would be a good idea yeah. for me, but um, I, 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 do, I just think they have to learn to live without Clay Thompson because the real the reality is he's not going to be back anytime soon, and this team has expectations from not only the front office but the fans as well. I mean, if you look at Steph Curry, his success has come from that number two there in that backcourt. 
early in his career, it was him and Monte Ellis. Now it's him and Clay Thompson. It, they, they had a little bit of success with him and uh, D'Angelo Russell, but then they traded him. So I, I think Steph Curry just needs that too. So maybe if they could do a big – I don't know how much uh, capital and assets they have. If they could be a spot for James Harden, Steph Curry – and James Harden, that would just be insane. <laughs> I don't think that's realistic, though. <laughs> yeah, I've certainly heard the rumors about that floating around, and I think that would be that would be crazy to watch. I mm. I don't even know how you'd begin to stop that offense. I mean, you talk about Steph Curry and KD was basically unstoppable. I don't think anyone would actually physically be able to stop a Steph Curry James Harden offense. And then even if they hold on to James Harden, they can run Clay Thompson at the three next season and he can kind of just be that catch and shoot three and D kind of guy for them. And I think that team would be a force to be reckoned with. But we'll see if they actually pull that off. And um because I, I don't know. I don't like we said, we don't know where where um what's it uh, Harden, excuse me. Harden's gonna go, like we said, Philadelphia is most like most likely the, the best suitor for him with the most trade assets. Um, Sean, do you do you have any players do you think that the Warriors would maybe be able to to make a trade for that could that could boost their chances at making a playoff run? Um yeah, I think they, they definitely need help on the defense side of the ball. So um I mean I, I'm trying to think if any you know any good uh, wing defender maybe um OG OG Ananobi might be one uh, that comes to mind right now with the, uh, he's a great wing defender he can also score um he's just the third or fourth option on the Raptors but if the Raptors are actually going to have a rough season like this and they're they're looking to trade away assets for you know to better themselves in the future i know uh i know that the Raptors uh they they would definitely be willing to do that um so i, I think that that would be a huge one. I think OG is a, is a really good wing defender. So that that's one that comes to mind just because the Raptors aren't doing that great right now. But uh, I think if they're going to trade for someone, it, it definitely needs to be help on the defense side of the ball because even with Klay Thompson out there, they're still scoring um, relatively well. So I, I think that uh, the defense is definitely the, uh, the side of the ball that needs the boost for the Warriors. 100%, yeah. Um, so this weekend, we don't really have that many – any uh, marquee matchups uh, like we have in the past, but we still have a weekend full of basketball. Um, I, I know the three of us will be watching along with Zay uh, when he gets home tonight. He'll be watching his Knicks. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So I think that that just about wraps it up for us. Uh, this has been the, the Posting Up podcast through Clovercrest Media. Thank you, Jace, for your contributions today and producing the show sean as always thank you to you as well i'm glad you could stick it out throughout the entire show and you'll see today me sean and jace next tuesday at 5 p.m this has been the posting up podcast
It's finally here. It's the college football playoffs. Joe Aguirre, Jace Garcia, Sean Scanlon, and myself will get you caught up with the news in college football. Plus, a review of the New Year's Six Bowl games, predict the Heisman winner, and a special invite to our Capital One Bowl Mania Challenge. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. It's All Four Downs Podcast presented by the CMG Sports Network.